If you have your Bibles this morning, I want you to open them to Luke, the 20, 21st chapter. Luke chapter 21. And we are, I'm going to continue to, uh, to, to just preach in the atmosphere of worship and in the, actually, and in the, uh, in the theme, if you would, or, uh, the direction of the service this morning in missions, uh, work that's around the world. But yet this, message that I'm about to preach is uh, fits so many different applications, so many different means that can uh, can be brought out of this particular passage of Scripture in Luke chapter 21. The Scripture said, it still says, as Jesus looked up, Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. Truly, I tell you, he said, that this poor widow has put in more than all of the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she out of her poverty put in all that she had to live on. I want to preach to you this morning with the thought in mind, heart posture. Heart posture. And as we take this scripture and we dissect it, I could, I could tell you that this is a, uh, this is a morning that I'm going to preach a message, <coughs> excuse me, on stewardship and giving. But that's not necessarily the main focal point, if you would, of the message. While certainly giving does come into play on this particular Sunday morning and uh, it's, it's a morning of global outreach giving. There's much more to be had out of this verse of scripture than just simply monetary giving. I do want to point out that God is conscious of our giving. No matter if that giving is, uh, if, if it is financially or giving of our time or giving of ourselves in whatever capacity you could possibly think of, God is conscious of our giving. I want you to know, and I bring this to you as a word of encouragement. Don't feel like whatever you're giving to God, again, and this is not just about finances, but whatever you're giving to God, whether it's of your time, your resources, your talents, your giftings, whatever it is you're giving to God, whatever you are submitting to Him, He is very conscious of it. It's not going unnoticed. And it's not gone without him seeing it, and it's it's not gone without him observing it. He's he. In fact, we find that Jesus is sitting there, and he's he looks up, and he's very observant of people giving. And sometimes this there there is a a a, a negative emphasis put on this scripture that that maybe Jesus even looked at the giving of the wealthy has uh has been maybe insufficient or meaningless but that's not what the scripture is saying here at all the 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 wealthy were giving out of their abundance they were giving out of what they had and I'll touch on that just a little bit more later but what Jesus is seeing is the willingness of people to give and when we think about giving there's an old saying that sometimes people use that well, I gave until it hurt. I've heard some televangelists say, you know, we need you to give until it hurts just a little bit. Maybe even local church leaders have, have used that expression. Maybe I have at time. I want you to give where it hurt, till it hurts. Now, I've, I've rethought that over the years and, and I've given some emphasis to it. <clears throat> I don't want you to give until it hurts. 
I don't want to give until it hurts. Because, you know what? When something hurts, it doesn't break. I don't find pleasure in pain. Okay? I don't find pleasure in pain at all. I don't find pleasure in, in, in the life group that Alicia leads and we're, we've been talking about stress and anxiety over the last few weeks and, uh, <coughs> and fears per se. I know there's people that like to go to, uh, they like to go to amusement parks and as they go to amusement parks, they'll pay good money to go in those amusement parks and ride roller coasters that absolutely scare them to death. And they pay good money for that. Not this guy. Not this guy. I am not going to pay for something that is going to cause me pain. Okay? That's just not me. That somehow goes against my grain or the grain of common sense. But if you like riding roller coasters, have at it. You can ride my part. But to give until it hurts or to give of ourselves, And again, I want you to think of this of more than just money. I want you to think well beyond finances. If we're giving to it hurt, until it hurts, then it's no longer pleasant to us at all. Because there's not a lot of pleasantry in pain. But when we can give, and that giving brings us pleasure, and that giving brings us joy, and that giving brings us peace, and that giving brings us happiness, and and gives us some satisfaction of how and, and in what capacity we're serving God, then we find it very much, that word joy comes to my mind again. There is joy in giving, there is pleasure in giving, and never give until it hurts. In fact... If it hurts you to give, you need to reassess your giving. Again, thinking well beyond finances. If it hurts you to give, think well beyond giving. The rich are willingly doing their part under the law in this story. They're doing what was required of them. They they understood the law and apparently and and they're abiding by the law and they're bringing their rightful portion into into the treasury and you know and and not that I'm against tithing. I think tithing is a good discipline. I think it is a biblical discipline. Tithing is healthy. Tithing it will cause you or enable you to be blessed when we reach Malachi chapter three. But but here's the thing about it. But these rich were doing what they knew to be. They They were being responsible givers. They were doing their part. I certainly believe that God was pleased in that. I believe that Jesus was pleased in that. But all of a sudden, here's a woman that is going far beyond her responsibility. Here's a woman going far beyond what would have been required of her. Here's a woman that is begins to not just do her part that was given under the law, if you would, but it's a woman that is willing to to give out of her utmost being. And I don't believe this woman gave until it hurt. I don't believe it hurt this lady in one 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 iota of the sense. I don't believe it hurt her at all. If it did, she she could have said, well, I'll just give one of my copper pennies. I won't give both of them. Or she could have made an excuse and said, I won't give it all. But what this lady did was give out of her total substance. You see, and that is the significance of this widow's might. You see, in the in the sense of giving to the whoever was the treasurer on this particular day, and I'll call it a Sunday morning, although it probably wasn't. But whoever was the treasurer on this day, whoever the accountant was, 
it, you know, they probably looked at it and, and, and I liked what Elizabeth said this morning. She said, anything. She said, I'll take anything. Probably whoever was counting the money looked at the money and could have possibly, could have possibly said, hypothetically said, well, who in the world would give two copper coins? You know, in our day and time, it would be called pennies. Who in the world would have given two copper pennies in this offer? Well, that rich, those rich brownings, Heath and Madison, they just, they just gave an offering of $5,000 and then somebody comes in and drops two pennies in when Heath and Madison just gave this offering of $5,000, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, and, and I'm just picking on Heath and Madison, understand me. And this is so insignificant. This really doesn't mean a whole lot. And you know what? Sometimes in our eyes, what we do for God, what we give to God, and again, going far beyond money, we oftentimes look at it and we think it's insignificant, even about our own selves, even about our own giving, even about our own abilities. We begin to look at it and we will give our way to looking at it and say, well, you know, what I what I do at the church is so insignificant. What I I can give the church is so insignificant. I don't have a lot of talent. I don't have, I don't have, I don't have, and you could throw money in there. I don't have a lot of money. I don't have any of this. I don't have any of that. And what I've got is just so little. I'm not, I don't have the education. I don't have, and we can come up with all kinds of I don'ts, but I want you to know what seems insignificant to the world, what seems insignificant to you, what may even seem insignificant to me is significant significant to God because God wants God wants it hey Haley wave at us back there y'all look it embarrasses her but y'all look back wave at Haley hey Haley, Haley and Chase is working today. Haley and Chase are our kids' ministries director. You might not be able to sing on the worship team. You may not be able to be set on the church council. You may not lead a life group. You may not do any of these things that we look at as positions in the church. But bless God, we got nursery workers. We are, we need nursery workers, don't we, Haley? You may be, a, you may be a grandma. You may be a grandpa. You may be a mom and dad. You you may not ever had a child in your life, but bless God, if you can place a background check, don't ever think that you can't be used in a nursery. We'll put you on the list in a heartbeat, and less than a heartbeat, we'll get you signed up. You see, what, what I'm saying to you, no matter what you can do, no matter how much you have, no matter how smart or unsmart you may be, there is always... Things that you can do in the kingdom of God. And while it may seem insignificant in this life to us, it's never insignificant in the eye of God. But I want you to think about this. What she gave seemed insignificant to the people that were around her. It probably seemed very insignificant to the treasurer that counted the money when it was all over. You know, that was like, you know, the Scott Browning of the temple. Now Scott's not that way at all. It, it doesn't seem in, it, it seemed, may have seemed insignificant, but here's the thing about it. It wasn't, as I've already said, it wasn't insignificant to God. But there's another person. It wasn't insignificant to that widow. Because that widow, that little woman, and understand her being a widow, she had no source of income other than perhaps her children, 
or begging. There wasn't widows' pensions or anything like that. There was no social security. So, so this this woman, it, 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 two pennies may seem insignificant to the world, but it seems significant to God. But it also was very significant to this little woman. Because what this little woman was doing, and we look at it in the terms of, of, of money, of monetary terms, but what this little woman was actually doing, she was giving to God everything that she had. Everything that she had. Perhaps short of the clothes on her back, she had nothing left. We don't even know that she had a place to live that was hers. There's a good chance she didn't. But this little woman now takes what was insignificant to the world, but it was significant to God, and now it's significant to her. She's taking everything she has, and she's giving it to Jesus. In other words, she just gave it her all. She gave it her all. Not out of a mandate. Tithing would have somewhat been of a mandate. It would have been keeping of the law. It would be doing what every good Christian does. And, you know, I'm paying my tithe. I'm, I'm maintaining that discipline in my life. But no, no, no. She's going far beyond that. She's taken what little bit she had, although it was all. She said, I, I don't have much, but I'm giving it all to you, Lord. I, I don't have much, but I want you to have it. I want you to have everything there is about me. You see, because in those two mites was not only her coins, not only her finances, but it was in in essence all of her substance. And here's why I believe that little woman gave all of her substance. I believe she gave all of her substance. And again, I urge you this morning, think beyond the illustration of money. This woman gave out of all of her substance because she had a love for her God. She had a love for the Lord. She had a love, she had a love for not only the Lord, but she had a love for the kingdom of God. And, and, and she looked beyond her circumstance. She looked beyond her substance. She looked beyond what she had and what she was going to face and, and what probably could happen to her. She looked beyond all of that and she began to look to the kingdom of God in love. Here's my point. Here's my, here, here's where we come back to the title. Heart posture. This woman's heart. You see, this lady's heart was in the right place. Sometimes our heart can be in the right place, sometimes it can't be. But, but, but this woman's heart was, was, her heart was in the right place. Her heart was a heart, was a love for God. And it's not only a love for God. My old friend and my mentor, he's soon to be 94. Is that right? 94? 95. James is his name. James taught me a long, long time ago. Good old Baptocostal man. He says, you'll never love God without loving people. He said, if you don't love people, you'll never love God. And you'll never serve God without serving people. So if you don't serve God, you don't serve people. And, and But this woman had a love for her God, but I think she had a love. She had a love for the kingdom of God. We call that the church, not this building. 
You know, not the brick and the mortar and the plaster and the fabric and the, the carpet and all that. But, but, but she had a love for God and she had a love for the people. And, and she takes everything she has and she casts it into that treasury. She gives everything of her substance into that place because she had such a love. You see, the posture of her heart was she was in love with the God and the kingdom of God. She had a heart posture that was upright in the presence of God. She had a heart posture that was no longer about her, no longer about how she will survive the next day or how she'll pay the bills next month or how she would even survive the next year if she did survive into the next year. But her heart posture is, this is all about the kingdom of God and, and His kingdom come, His will be done on earth as it is in heaven if you would this woman had a heart posture that said I want the kingdom of God to manifest through me and all she had was two little copper coins we call them pennies now in the King James they're actually called mites M-I-T-E I think that's the correct spelling on it it actually, even in modern day times, in our day, in that it probably wouldn't even be worth a penny in our day and time. But this woman said, it's all I've got, but I want to throw everything I have into the kingdom of God. So that comes down to us. It's more than just the monetary offering and in global outreach giving this morning. It's more than, it's more than just paying tithe and it's, it's more than being uh, generous in your giving. It's more than that. This message this morning is really, in, in one sense, it's not about financial giving at all. But what it is, is about you and I giving everything that we have into the kingdom of God. Everything we have. You may not have but two mites. You may only have just two, two little copper coins to, to give to the kingdom of God. But you may have some other treasures that go far beyond that. Some of the poorest people that I've known in the world have been some of the most talented people that I've known in the world. You see, sometimes we, we equivocate our ability to given to the kingdom as being all financial and while financial is important and uh, and money money makes things happen and money enables things to happen let me tell you something there's some things that as the old saying goes that money can't buy and that's the things that's most often that you and I as has believers and Christians, we hold back. And that's the thing, if you're unsaved here this morning, or if you're watching and you're unsaved, the thing you're holding back, more than, more than your money, more than anything else that you have, more, more than your home, more than your car, more than, 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 than anything else, God just wants you. He wants you. And you see, when He, when He has you, when He has you in your entirety, then all the other things come along with you. Somebody said, well, when you get married, you don't marry just your spouse, you marry the whole family. Sometimes that's true. But God, He don't want just your money. He doesn't want just, you know, this or that or the other. He wants you. He wants all that you have. He wants all that you can do. He wants all of your giftings and all your talents. Let Him worry about if you only have two mites. He just wants... The other things that you can give. 
He said, this woman, he said, she didn't give out of her plenty. She gave out of her lack. But what God saw was that her lack was sufficient to meet the need of the hour. Now, what in the world did he do with two pennies at the church? I don't know what they did with two pennies at the church. I, I, let me, let me, let me paint you a, a hypothetical. Let's just say we, that we had those two pennies showed up in the offering. Two pennies showed up in the offering. Here come old, old brother Heath come down by the temple. He said, man, he said, I'm in trouble. He said, I, you know, I, I need some help. I need this and I need that. And, and somebody said, and the pastor says, well, how much you need, old, old brother Heath? How much you need? Brother Heath says, hey man, I, right now, I, I, you know, I'm in trouble, but I don't need a lot. All I need is two pennies. And all of a sudden, that woman's needs meets this guy's needs. Or her willingness to give meets this guy's needs. You see what I'm saying to you? It doesn't matter. It's not about how much or what it looks like or how polished it is or how unpolished it is. But what makes the difference is that everything that we have is given over to the Lord and His work. And when we do that, then He will bless us. He will bless us. And He will take what we have and He will multiply it. And He will increase it. There's a principle of, of, of planting and sowing that, that's shown throughout Scripture. Now, I don't know what happened to this widow over the years, but I think about another story about a little woman that, that didn't have but just enough this enough cornmeal in her barrel. She was going to make one more. She was going to make one more skillet of cornbread. Skillet, because you can't fix good cornbread unless you fix it in a skillet. Okay, those people. If you need any corn, if you need any cornbread lessons, you call me. I'll help you. I'm better at cornbread than I am cheese balls. Do you point to yourself? You can't. Cook. No, you ain't no way. Have you got an endorsement with Martha White? I don't either. She fixes her last. She's got enough to fix one more pan, one more skillet of cornbread. And she's going to fix that skillet of cornbread. And then her and her son are planning on dying. But here comes some man of God along that says, I need you to take what you have and I need you to prepare it for me. And, but that, that little woman, much like, it was much like a, 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 uh, a forerunner of this widow, that woman takes what she has and she gives every bit of it to the man of God. Now, some people, you know, your imagination could differ than mine. We find when we read that account that this woman, that every time that she went back to the barrel, that there was meal in the barrel to make the next pan of cornbread. Now here's my, here's my, my mental picture of that. That woman never went back to that barrel sitting on her kitchen cabinet and the lid was propped off of that barrel and cornmeal just running out and running all over the cabinet. I don't, I don't see it that way in my mind. 
But what I see is every single day that woman took that lid off and there was another big old cup full of cornmeal in the bottom of that barrel. She makes one more skillet. Don't look like there's any more there until the next day. She gets out on Tuesday. She takes the lid off the barrel and there it is. One more cup of cornmeal in the bottom of that barrel. Comes up Wednesday. She opens up the barrel one more time. There's another cup. You see, because God makes provision every single day in our life. I believe whatever happened in this widow's life that gave those two copper coins that God made provision for her every single day because she had the correct heart posture Her heart was upright before God. She said, I want you to have all that I have. I want you to take me, Lord, and use me. Everything that I have, I yield to you. That's what she was saying when she dropped two coins into the treasury. And that's all God wants from you. You said, man, that's a lot. You probably got a point there. But let me tell you something. God gave us everything He had when He gave His Son Jesus to die on the cross in order that we could be saved. He gave us all, everything. No greater love has any man for another one than to lay down his life. And that's what the God-man Jesus did. They didn't kill Him. They didn't murder him. He gave his life. Read it. Read it. He gave his life. So if he could be so kind to give everything for us, why shouldn't we be willing to give everything for him? Wow. Think about it. I just want you to bow your heads with me just a minute. Fathers, we come to you today. We thank you for the power of your word. God, I pray that somehow that I brought it justice today. And and Lord, that it's penetrated the heart and mind of some people in this room or some that are watching or listening. And God, today, Lord, I, I just pray that, Lord, that every one of us will endeavor to give you our all. Lord, I, I know I fail in so many ways myself that sins or sometimes I withhold from you but God I just pray that today that my heart my mind my thinking will change Lord I'll just give you everything I've got in Jesus name now I stand before you guys with heads bowed and eyes closed I want to ask you a question if you're in this room this morning and you've never been saved or if you need to rededicate your life to the Lord maybe you've grown far from him you backslid if you're in this room and you need to be saved or if you backslidden on God and you need to renew your experience with Him without any embarrassment, I'm not going to point you out. I'm not going to call your name and I'm not going to come get you. But if you're in this room and that's you, would you raise your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me. Because if you've never given your heart to Him, you've never given anything else to Him either. Is there one person in this room going to say, pray for me, Pastor? Thank you. Because I, I, I want you to look this way at me. This is what I want you to do with me this morning as a congregation. I want us to stand to our feet.
of us have certain things that are prized possessions to us. Things that we value very greatly. But I want us to, I want us to really sit in a, in, sit down in the living room of our minds and I, I want us this morning to begin to think what is it that I have that I've withheld from God? What is it that I have that that I haven't quite let go of? It could be finances, you know, we, but again, this message is far away from finances. But maybe it's your time. Maybe it's your, well, oh, I, let me, I'm just, I'm just, oh Lord, I'm just going to get mean for just a minute. Maybe it's, it's, I don't, I don't have a clue what comes on TV on Wednesday nights. What's a Wednesday night TV show? They can help me. Y'all know where I'm going with this stuff. Well, I, brother, I would like to, I would love to be there on Wednesday nights, but I just can't afford to miss the Walker Texas Ranger reruns. I just love Walker. You know, I like to watch him fight. You know, there's there's many times there's things in our lives that we we just feel like, oh, I can't I can't do this or I can't do that. You know, and we we talk about you know bring the sacrifice of praise in the house of the Lord, and we we can sacrifice and praise every time, but sometimes there's a lot of other things that we don't want to sacrifice at all. Hello. Right now, it's probably harder to get your time than it is to get your money for the kingdom of God. Hello. So right now, but it could be it could be all kinds of things. Maybe maybe it's the, the Lord, and I, I don't mean to embarrass you, Elizabeth. I don't even know what what kind of car you have. A Toyota. All oh, you are in good shape. Then I thought I was worried she was going to say she had a Ford. But I, but but it might be maybe the Lord is laying on your heart to give the visiting missionary your car today but oh I couldn't do that but see what, what I'm, the point I'm making with you here this morning is there something in your life that you just can't release to Jesus it, it could be a material thing but maybe it's just your time maybe maybe it's just maybe can I say this oh I, I feel like I need to really say maybe it's your family Hello? It's not how hard was it to release your family? Not not easy, is it? But maybe it's your but but whatever it is, who would would you just take the time with me this morning and search your heart and say, God, whatever it is that, that I've been hesitant to release to you, I want to throw it in the treasury. It may, it may be it may be two copper coins. That may be all it is. But God, I'm willing to throw it in the treasury. So right now, can right where you're standing, can you join me in prayer? And let's begin to pray. Pray your prayer. Search your heart. And say, God, right now, help me to search my heart. Can you pray? Let's all pray together. Father, as we search our hearts this morning, God, we're just believing, Lord Jesus, that you're going to help us to see and to realize and identify that everything in our life belongs to you. There is
there's nothing in our life, Lord God, that, that is really mine, God. So today, Lord Jesus, if I'm holding anything back, if I'm keeping anything away from you, Lord God, right now, bring it to my awareness. Lord, bring me, Lord, to full attention, God. God, in the things, Lord God, that I, that I haven't released to you, God, I'm asking you, Lord, today for strength. I'm asking you, Lord, today to, to give me, Lord, that audacity to, to just release everything that I have to you, Lord God. Holding nothing back, Lord, but just allowing you to have everything, even those smallest things. Lord, don't let us hide part of, uh, don't, don't let us hide things under, under the the, 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 the rugs in our tent, Lord. Don't let us, may we not hide Babylonian treasure. May we not hold anything back from you, God. But Lord, may we be a people who releases everything, Lord God, to you. Just allow you, Lord Jesus, to have our all in all. To have our all in all. To have everything there is about us. We'll know and we'll see in due season how you will bless and how you will minister, Lord. For you will open up the windows of heaven and you will pour us out blessings. That